The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. I'm JJ, he's Keith. Keith, how are you doing? How am I doing, man? It's October. God, my, great. my nipples are hard from that intro. It is goddamn playoff week. And let me tell you, wherever you're listening to this, pull over the side of the road. Turn this shit up. Minimize that spreadsheet you're working in because it does not matter right now. I start every one of these weeks yelling, world, and say it's a good week to be a Yankee fan because every week is a good week to be a Yankee fan until this week. This is the hard week. This is the week where everyone has to bring their hard hat to the goddamn Bronx. There's no second guessing the team. There's no second guessing the starting pitchers. There's no second guessing anything Aaron Boone does. There's nothing Brian Cashman can do to change this team. We've got who we've got. And the most important thing is that the 25 guys who they decide to put on that roster have the support of the millions and millions of Yankee fans around the goddamn world. Forget about Kirby Puckett. Forget about Paul Molitor. I don't care about Justin Morneau and his thousand concussions. I don't care about anything the Minnesota Twins have ever done. This is about one team. It's about the guys in pinstripes. We make fun of the Mets because their season's over. We make fun of the Red Sox because their season's over. And that's all well and good as a Yankee fan. But everybody who hates the Yankees, every Met fan, every Twins fan, Every everyone fan is cheering for the Minnesota goddamn twins this week. And to that, I say, fuck them all. <laughs> we are the Bronx. We Let's are go. New York City. We are the cultural capital of the world. We are the baseball capital of the universe. 
Yeah. Keith, are you with me for this week? Oh, yeah. As soon as you say universe, you got my attention. Yo, I'm ready this to go, it. man. I'm ready to this go, man. This shit hit different in October. This shit hit different when you're not walking into the wild card. It's our time. And there is no, oh, well, you know, the Astros look good. Or maybe we're underestimating the Minnesota. Fuck that. I don't want to hear it. We made it this far with Gio Urshela, Mike Talkman, Cameron Mabin, Romine playing a bunch of games, Tyler Wade hitting bombs. Stop. This is it. We're in there. Postseason in the Bronx. It, it, it feels a little different. It smells a little different, right? We're the ALE's champs this year. I don't want to see anybody second guessing anything. You're either with us or you're not. It's a hard line. I know I'm on Yankee Twitter too much because I read things and I see things and they actually piss me off. And then I click on to see who it's from. Bonk, Bronx Bomber, Yankee 27. It's some fucking no-name person, some guy that's hiding behind a picture of who knows what, saying, oh, well, you know, I, I picked the Astros because they're pitch- – I don't want to hear it, man. Turn we the have- games off then. Don't <laughs> watch have- the games. We if you think anyone else in. is going to win any of these games, throw your remote control against the goddamn wall. Don't watch the games because we, we have to there's in. no room for it. There is no room for it right it's now. It's one month. We've been doing this shit for months. It's one month of everybody believing, everybody wearing their pinstripes, everyone putting their Yankee hats on, everyone walking the talk and talking the talk, whether you're in New York or New Mexico, it's our time. It's been 10 years. This whole shit that we talked about on George's Box from the first episode to now, right? This is technically the last Wednesday episode of the regular season or whatever, and then we'll switch to the postseason. I need you to believe. And if you don't believe, turn the podcast off, turn the games off. I don't know. Get ready for Thursday night football. This is it. It feels like a little bit different because there's angst involved. It's higher stakes. You should be nervous, but it should be exciting because with those nervous wins, are the, they're, they're, the, they're the best wins. With that nervous energy or that unsure energy and that feeling, you get a feeling that you can never get. And, and we're about to feel that for the next month. I'm ready for it. Listen, everybody on Twitter, it's like... Once something goes wrong, let's say, some, let's say whoever we decide to start in game one gives up two runs in the first inning. There's going to be a line around the block of people who want to be the first one who was right at second guessing. Oh, Don't yeah. be that guy. Be the guy who stood there and said, whether we win it or lose it, I support this goddamn team. Because you know what? They don't throw parades for the first guy to second right. guess a manager. <laughs> right. There's no parades for those guys. I'm going Friday. I'm sitting next to Neil Keefe, who is the most negative person on Yankees Twitter. I may throw him on the goddamn field. I don't know who that is. (laughs) Negative Neil. I might throw him on the field. But he's a Yankee fan? Yankee fan loves to second guess. Uh, There's no room for second guessing. We just can't have it right now. Last week, we lost two games in Tampa. We lost a series in Texas. And I don't give a fuck. Doesn't matter. Because none of that shit matters. We won 103 games. We won more games than we won last year when we didn't go out and get Machado and Harper and all that stuff. Doesn't matter. It's zero to goddamn zero for everyone. And all we have to do is win 11 games before someone else does. It's not that hard. 
Yeah, I but think we're pretty back. good. I think I think we, we got a good shot to win 11 games. We've watched us win 103. We watched us win with actually not as good of a lineup as we're going to roll out there this week. Um, when you think about, you know, the guys that filled in, the replace for 28 guys, the guys, the backups that we saw coming up, right? All those guys that helped us get here aren't going to make the roster, aren't going to contribute. We're looking kind of good. Um, we're looking pretty damn good, actually. So, man, confidence is high, and it should be high. And it's not a cocky thing. It isn't um, underestimating your opponent. Uh, uh, underestimating your opponent at all. It's just a listen. Like this is what I do. I'm a Yankee fan. I rock with these guys and these guys only. And I got one month of great baseball that I need to see, and I'm ready for it. And I'm I'm believing that that's what we're gonna get. And there's really nothing else in my mind. I know you're a big replacer 28 guy. You love the backups, and the backups did a great job to get us here. But we're rolling out a lineup. Where aside from Gio Urshela, who, I mean, has made a case to be, you know, he might even get some down-ballot votes for MVP coming out of nowhere. Um, we're starting an all-star at pretty much every position. We've got Didi it has not been an all-star, but he's an all-star caliber player. We've seen Gio as an all-star caliber player. And we may be starting an all-star everywhere else on the field, which is amazing. Let me throw some numbers at you because we're not talking about last week. I don't give a shit about last week and what happened in those games. We're going to talk about one tight butt cheek from last week, and that's it. We're playing the Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Twins hit 307 home runs. The Yankees hit 306. I don't care. 13 teams set franchise records this year. However... The Yankees have given up the most home runs of any of the playoff teams. They also play at Yankee Stadium, which makes it a little easier to give those up. We are 4-2 and two against the Twins this season. Minnesota, to start things off, is coming to the Bronx. They have a 4-0-3 ERA on the road, and the Yankees have a 3-6-2 at home. It's all really close. So as much as I think we're going to beat the Twins because – until that last out happens when the Yankees lose, we've seen this year, we can always believe that they're going to win. I think it's very easy for Yankee fans to say, well, we always beat the Twins in the playoffs, so we're going to do it again. It's been a while since we've had to do it. Yes, we beat them in a wild card game a couple, weeks, a couple years ago, but that, that can go in any direction. Right. In terms of playoff series, we haven't had to face them in a while. And this is a different team, you know. Uh, Maurer's gone. Uh, yeah. You know, Morneau, his head fell off. Um, they, it, it's a to Joe Nathan's not there anymore. Phil Hughes isn't on that team anymore. It's a different team than what we've seen. And when you get the small sample size of six games and you see that it's a 4-2, you know, lead for the Yankees, it's very easy to say, hey, we're going to steamroll them. But I, I do think this is going to be a much tougher series than, uh, than, we wanna, than we wanna believe. I still think, I'm going a little early with that, I still think Yankees in four, but no one should, should just think the Twins are gonna run away with this. No, and I don't think that, I don't think anyone that really watches thinks that. When you look at guys on their team like Sano and Cruz, uh, Max Kepler, Rosario, Polanco, like they have very good players all Eight guys team. who hit 20 home runs? Yeah, and, like, they shuffled the deck a little bit going into this year to get, 
you know, different pieces and different guys, and they created La Bamba Squad, the Bamba Squad, the Bronx Bombers versus La Bamba Squad. I'm expecting home runs. I'm expecting high-scoring games. I'm expecting us to have to battle it out because that's what we did in the regular season with them. They're talking about slaying the dragon, right? So the Yankees are considered the dragon, right? But we're also considered the underdogs in some ways. The energy around this game is interesting. I'm pumped for it. I, I don't think, you know... I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to say Yanks in four. I think it's going to end up being a five-game series because it's just, it's just high-level baseball. Um, it's hard to call. I would love it to be a three-game sweep. Um, our stadium versus their stadium, Yankee Stadium is going to be loud. You know, guys like Aaron Judge looking at the camera the other night saying, hey, we want the Bronx to come out in numbers. That, that kind of tells you guys, right? Like, we know that this little bit of home field advantage we have is an advantage. We know that there's no place like the Bronx Zoo. It's going to be loud. Bronx Pinstripes crew, we sold damn near 500 tickets. Like, that movie in my mind of what that scene is going to be, I, I can't wait to get there Saturday. So, you know, this is all lining up, and this is what you want. This is why you watch baseball for all those months. Put that time in. Put that money in. Follow the team. Follow the players. Live and die with every pitch because now you get this high-stakes, fun baseball. I think a thing that maybe a lot of people don't realize is that the Twins were actually the best road team in baseball this year. They went 55-26 and 26 on the road. And um, they're actually it's like the fourth-best record uh, away from home in the history of baseball. So having home field is, it's great. I mean, I think it gives us an advantage. I think it gives any team who has home field an advantage. You'd rather play in front of your fans than someone else's fans. That's a no brainer, but kind of, I think the players know this too, because when you have judge saying like, we need it loud. I think in, you know, so many of the games this year with a lot of comeback wins and the way Yankee fans travel. So even for some of those road games, they feed off the energy. Yeah. Uh, it's clearly an emotional team. This isn't, you know, in 2009, like that was, we bought that championship. We brought in CC Sabathia. We had brought in A-Rod a few years. Like we're just plugging in pieces to try to get to a championship. I don't think those guys were necessarily uh, emotional. Uh, I don't even know that they necessarily liked each other that much. Yeah, uh, you have, Yeah, you have a lot of stars. This team has... The, you know, we've got Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge, who are two of the biggest stars in the game, didn't play most of the year. So the other guys really built this underdog mentality that I think Judge is able to feed off of because when you spend your entire life being 6'7", 6'8", you're never the underdog at anything, especially athletically. And the same thing for Stanton. I mean, Stanton came here with this contract, all this pressure, and now there are, you know, these guys, they read, they're on the internet. They know people are saying, do we even need Stanton back? Do we need to get Judge back? So it kind of makes them a little bit of underdogs within their own, like within their own situation, within their own yeah. lives to motivate to come back. And, you know, that's, you know, someone, Stanton strikes out three times and someone boos him. I might punch him in the face. Because we yeah, gotta we, get behind we don't guys. need that. I unsubscribed from the guy and had to resubscribe, and I like the version of him I've seen in the last couple of weeks, even though those and games I don't appreciate matter. that. Yeah, because this is my team. We need this guy, and he 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 looks he looks a little more patient. He hit a bomb in Yankee Stadium. He hit a bomb in Texas. That both both of those balls. I'm like, please let this guy get back in 
for some juice ball action in the postseason and make a run where he's hitting a home run every other day, maybe multiple home runs in a game. And whatever it is that has to motivate these guys, whatever puts that chip on your shoulder, if it's Gary Sanchez, people saying he's fat and lazy, if it's Glaber Torres not getting the, the nod as one of the best players under 23, if it's Judge and Giancarlo being the big you know, guys that they are and the faces of the game and now having to live up to that, well, live up to it. Now's the time. Giancarlo came over here from the Marlins. He could have went a bunch of other places, but he specifically wanted to come here and join this team the Baby Bombers, this team that we rebuilt. The Baby Bombers have grown up. We've gone through last year losing to the Red Sox. We were a game away in 2017 um, getting outed by the Astros. It's all lining up now with four days of rest, no wild card. Our guys being the guys. These guys are some of the best players in the league. Let's see it. I mean, it's... It really is. There is a certain level of, like, that's all. It's all been fun in games, and it's been great to watch the, the young guys come up. But now, like you said, the baby bobbers are grown up. Yeah. There is no, there's no one on this team who I view as like, oh, well, you know, he's just a young guy, like, maybe next year. This is it. You are right. the even New York Glaber, Even Glaber being 22, nobody looks at him as a no. young guy. They forget to include him with the young guys. He almost hit 40 bombs this year. I'm looking for Glaber to be a star. If people don't know who Glaber Torres is, he has a great chance this month to show the world exactly who he is. I honestly, and it's, you know, it's a little bit going out on a limb there, but a guy like Glaber, I could see him hitting like two home runs in game one. Like, he loves when the lights are the brightest. Yeah. He shines the, the biggest. I could see him with, like, two home runs and, like, a weird double that he slides in on so that there's a gif of him smiling or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. He just knows. Baby he go, always knows where the something. camera is. Yeah. You know? Do something it, just like that to, to give yourself a moment. In the, in the Red Sox series, when um, I think it was that Friday night game when Paxton pitched, and we were kind of on edge about, like, okay, how are the Yankees going to respond? Because we got whooped in Boston like, you know, two weeks before or a weekend before, and Glaber was that guy. Glaber was that guy to say, nope, we're fine, hit it out, and it's like, thank God we have this 22-year-old superstar. We got a bunch of superstars. DJ LeMayu is a superstar that put a stamp on himself this year to say, no, I'm not just Coors Field, and I'm, I'm, the, I'm the guy that can play wherever you plug me in at. I'm just a ball player. I expect him to have a great run this postseason. I mean, there, we can go down the list. Edwin Encarnacion, you're not going to be around, right? Yeah. How, much, how much longer do you have to win a ring, dude? That's why I'm not worried about him not playing in the games last week because they're just going to plug him in and they're going to say, do what you do. Yeah, just go out there. Like, so I, I said it, I've mentioned it on here, and I've said it for years when Girardi was the manager, that there's uh, a time, and I, I don't, honestly, I don't think I'm the best, like, motivator of men, but... I think that when you go to when you get to this point in the season, it's just a matter of listen, who wants to go out there and be a world champion? Right. Do you want to go out there and be a world goddamn champion? I'm really trying not to curse too much. Scott hates it. But do you <laughs> want to go out there and be a world goddamn champion? Because you can. You have the opportunity to go out there and do it. And for some guys, this is as close as you're going to get. Some guys, it may be early in your career, because we don't know what's going to happen. 
We don't know if, you know, maybe we want to keep Andujar and someone offers us a ton for Geo and we decide to make that move. You don't know what's going to happen with a Mike Ford, uh, Luke Voigt. We don't know what's yeah. going to happen with those guys. You could go, you could, next thing you know, you are, you know, you're a Minnesota twin and you're never going to get close again. So every one of these guys, Brett Gardner, who knows what's going to happen with him? He says he wants to keep playing. Who knows like how this is going to end up in a contract negotiation after the season? Yeah, so Gardy, let's, you know, Gardy just had he was one of the players of the month. Uh, he just had a ridiculous September to close out the re- the regular season. I look for him to carry that into October, especially being the veteran leader, especially being the guy that's out there every day that has a ring that has gone through this multiple times. And he's looking to like, you know, put that book in on his career and get another one. Um, When you look at guys like Didi Gregorius, when we played the twins at target field in Minnesota, Didi powered, powered us through, but he's been kind of sucky lately. He's been kind of trash. If we're going to beat the twins, we need the Didi that we saw in Minnesota, multiple RBIs. We need that swag. We need the night to be the night. There's, there's a lot of guys that have an opportunity to come out here for these Yankees and solidify their spot. Not even solidify their spot. Just put their mark on history, right? Everyone's I mean, got to want to do that. We remember, you know, most people remember the championships. Like, oh, who's on the team? But, like, real, like, hardcore fans, like, they remember everything that leads up to a championship. Every single, you know, we know, you know, when they called that Joe Maurer ball in 2009 foul and it was actually fair like they know the umpire so this is a chance for these guys to really cement their legacy in a way you know that in 20 years you hit a home run like you're a home run in this series away from an extra five seconds of cheers when you're at old timers day in 20 years and that is i mean you've been in front of live audiences before i've been in front of it that's the greatest drug in the world I've done a lot of drugs, and a round of applause in person is the greatest drug there is, and that's what these guys are really signing them up for. Now, let me ask you, because you bring up Gardner had a great September. Luke Voigt's been struggling. Didi's been struggling. Um, the Twins have not been struggling. So they went 21-9 uh, and nine in September. The Yankees went 14-11. and 11. Do you have any concern that there's, you know, with Minnesota coming in as really the hotter team, that that can, you know, carry them over this hump of, you know, finally beating the Yankees? I think it's healthy concern. I don't, I don't think it's like a worry. I think there's a healthy concern that every fan um, has in baseball, right? We've seen our bats go quiet, not to go back to Tampa, but that Tampa game, the first game of the two-game Tampa series last week, we should have won that game. Yeah, A lot of guys pitched great that game, but our bats went quiet. All we got was a solo shot from Cameron Mabin. That cannot happen. But in the event it does happen, we're, you know, we're not going to be looking too good. I was going to say we're effed, but now, now I'm trying not to curse too much. <laughs> nah, say it. We're fucked. <laughs> but, if like, we're you, relying on – I'll say it. If we're relying on just Cameron Mabin, yeah. we're fucked. Exactly. So looking at La Bamba's squad, and trust me, like those guys are ridiculous. Uh, I remember watching the series and the ball that Sano hit off Zach Britton. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Nelson Cruz, like, if they get hot, who knows? But what, I, what I'm standing on is, is it's the postseason. Throw all that out. I don't care about their run in September. 
it's different. The energy is different. When you show up to Yankee Stadium, I don't care if you're a season ticket holder and you went to every regular season game. You're going to show up to Yankee Stadium on Friday or Saturday or whenever you go, and something in the air is going to be different. So it's, it's 0-0, it's 0-0, and we'll see. I think what, what, what is going to help us is that the pitching, right? People all year said, oh, the Yankees don't have the pitching. But we're going to attack this pitching a little bit differently. We're, we're going to you know, roll out Luis Severino now, who we haven't had all year. We're even talking about changing our approach with like Tanaka and some other guys. And when you look back to the series that you know, I was talking to you before about with the Twins facing us, you know, they're not going to get to hit home runs off of Hap. They're not going to get to beat up on CC. They're not going to get to, you know, get up early on Domingo Herman. Like, those guys might not even see him, like, they, like, unless we're in a great position. So that's what I'm saying. They're, the catalyst here is that it's October. It's different. Things have changed. So I can't have too much worry about La Bamba squad being hot in September. I don't even know who they played. If they got hot and beat up on, on the White Sox, like, that has nothing to do with this. Yeah. I mean, we have, and, and that's a great point. I mean, they play in uh, a weak division. Um, you know, comparative to the AL East. And then at the same time, I mean, like you said, when you look at a game like, you know, just the Friday game that you said, I mean, we had, you know, Canely, Britton, Adovino, Green all go out there and not give up any runs. Yeah. And that's what you want. You know, we didn't use Chapman. So if you think about it, you've got those four guys and Chapman, that's five innings that we're not worried about giving up runs. So then you're just trying to piece together uh, you know, how do we get through four innings? How do we get a bonus fifth inning out of someone? And I think that what we did see this week is we saw, you know, Tanaka coming out of the bullpen. We saw CeCe in the bullpen. We saw Hap in the bullpen. And we're just seeing, like, different ways to mix it. Now, does that mean that Tanaka is going to start, not start a game and Green's going to start and Tanaka's going to come in a second? Maybe. Maybe not. Did Aaron Boone say that it could happen? Yeah. But does Aaron Boone at this point in the game – have to tell anyone anything until no. Thursday when he has to submit a roster? No. So I like to think that we hired a guy who is more, uh, he's more of a thinking manager and maybe he's just messing with everyone and just saying like, ah, I'm just going to throw some stuff out there and let the bloggers, let Twitter, let them get upset about it. Let them <laughs> yeah. worry about it. But at the end of the day, Thursday, he's the one who writes out, you know, what that roster is going to be and sends it into the league. Yeah. You know, here's another thing I got to say I'm confident in. Our analytics guy in all episodes of George's Box, we jerked, oh, we jerked, we joked about these geeks and these nerds and these analytical, but we have a great team. I don't know any of these people individually, but I'm looking at what they've done. I'm looking at the diamonds in the rough they found from the Mike Fords to the Urshelas to the Talkmans. So I'm confident that these guys know some things. And I know that these guys are going to do everything in their power. They're not on the field. They're not in the dugout, but they're going to do everything in their power to make sure we're ready for whoever we face, whether it's the Twins, whether it's the Astros, A's, Rays, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think we have a leg up on other teams with our analytics department, and I think we have enough guys. I'm confident in the guys that we have, the superstars that we have, and the arms that we have to get it done. And whatever that mix of pitching is, we got the best bullpen in baseball, so you know you gotta like our chances. I'm not, I'm not too worried. You know, I, I'm, I'm more worried about like getting there. Like it's Tuesday, people are listening to this Wednesday. This is the longest week of my life. I can't think of anything else. I've thought at times like, what is Keith even doing? I can just see you pacing in your apartment. 
Definitely yeah. a couple times. I I I like rearranged some stuff. I changed like positions of the like Yankee stuff on my wall at Superstitious. Like I don't want this to be too close to this ticket from the Twins game that I went to earlier in the year. You know what I'm talking about like yeah. stupid stuff like that. Psycho, psycho baseball stuff. Yeah, like that's all it is. So if we look at kind of the season against the Twins, we faced them in the beginning of May. Uh, we ended up winning the first game we played them, 6-3. It was when Paxson went out with his knee injury, and we all said, like, what the hell? What is going on with this knee injury? Yeah. We just got you to be some great, you know, some great pitcher, and we worried. This is, you know, when, when we really were worried, things were just kind of piling up. So we go out there, we win that game. Uh, the bullpen pitch is great. Sanchez plays great. We come out, we lose another, we lose the next game. Uh, they hit three home runs. Uh, Jake Odorizzi pitches great. He gives, you know, six scoreless. And, but then we come back again and we beat them again with Herman pitching a great game. We end up winning in eight innings because of, uh, because of rain. Yep. It's when we really started to see Talkman coming out. We started to really get a, a feel for LeMayhew. And that's, we take two of three against a team that at the time, according to standards, uh, standings, according to records, was the better team. The Minnesota Twins were the better team in May. At least that's what they were coming in the Bronx. We take two of three. Yeah, we, and that was when we started really losing guys. That's when, I mean, that's when. It was it, ugly. It was an it was ugly, ugly time. The panic button was starting to be hit. I was at that Friday and Saturday game. Uh, Star Wars Day was that series. And I remember, I was actually looking through some of the videos, but I remember people being pumped up for Andujar. People being excited about Miguel Andujar's return. Like, yes, like, okay, guys are getting hurt, but Miggy is back. And he looked terrible and then got shut down not lost. long after so that. So lost. Yeah. You and, think he never played baseball. For us as fans, to take that series was kind of encouraging. It's like, okay, the Twins are pretty good, and, you know, we're, we're beating these guys with Austin Romine. Uh, Andujar is hurt. Mike Talkman's out there doing work. We're going to be all right. It was a different time in May, and we, we figured out how to take that series from, from them. I'm, I'm looking forward to I feel like there's some type of mo- mojo in the air. Like, bring Jake Odorizzi to Yankee Stadium. Is he supposed to pitch game two? I think Odorizzi is going to pitch game one. Okay, even better. I, you know, I we got some history with him. I feel like he'll fold. I feel like we can get to him. Um, you know, former former uh, was he, he was with the Rays. Like, there's little things about this series. There's like a little like familiarity in places, and maybe like history repeating itself. Where I, I think we'll be all right. Um, that, but going back to that first series where they came to Yankee Stadium and we took two out of three from them. They beat us on Star Wars Day, but they beat Hap. Like I said, Hap ain't pitching. He's not starting against them. So one thing about Odorizzi, if he is the game one starter. So he had a great game there March 4th against us. If we fast forward to the next series, um, we have a game we lose on a Monday, July 22nd, 8-6. The Twins hit five home runs and turn a triple play against the Yankees. Early, so yeah. it's like you're going to hit five home runs, you get a triple play, like, you're not winning that game against that team. And that happens. That's baseball, Susan. We come back. We win a 14-12 extra inning game with, you know, game of the year, catch of the year. Aaron Hicks ends it on that diving uh, catch in the Felt gap. like postseason. And yeah. I remember Felt- us talking and going into that series. I'm like, we might face them. This might have postseason implications. It might be 
an early taste of a postseason opponent. And look where we are now. That that game was one of the most fun games to watch because we went down. And as we talk about this team, never say die. And we talk about this team with, you know, 27 outs or don't count the Yankees out. You know, we talked about that a lot this year. And that was the exact game where we came back, fought and then won it at the buzzer. Yeah, that is five runs in the eighth, two in the ninth, two in the tenth to win that game. And then when it's kind of almost a do or die. I mean, it's the rubber match of that series. It's what could get them, you know, is this going to be a 3-3 season series? Is this going to be 4-2? Jake Odorizzi takes the mound and gives up nine runs in four innings against the Yankees. So there's a lot of reason to have confidence there. I mean, the lights, again, like the the lights are going to be bright. So one thing, though, is that since then, he, Jake Odorizzi has had a 2-8-9 ERA. He's allowed three or fewer earn runs in 10 consecutive starts. And the Twins are 21-9 and nine in his 30 starts for the season. So, yeah. How many can times did he face the Royals? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, it goes back to the division that they play in. So I think that for the people who say, oh, well, you know, this team is much better than we think. And, you know, even we saw them at the end of July. They made a bunch of moves, you know, since the trade deadline. Um, They're second in the majors, first in the American League in bullpen ERA since the middle of August because they made moves. They called guys up. It's a different team. But Jake Odorizzi still has to go out there and tow the rubber on a Friday night in the Bronx packed house. Oh, yeah. That's everybody, why everybody that's why will be there or matters. around there. <laughs> Man, it's a movie, dude. It's a movie. And when we were thinking about these times for the last few days, like what time is the game going to be? And people were saying, oh, it might be four. I'm like, no way. Like they want the whole city to get out of work and migrate north to the Bronx and be there for this. So that Friday night game is going to be packed out. It's going to be loud. And you got to have some cojones to step out there and tow the slab in the boogie down Bronx, especially game one going against the American League East champs. Like, this is a, like, that's what I'm saying. It's a different energy. We're not coming out of the wild card. We're, we're walking out there. It's like, yo, we won the AL East. The AL East, you know, is not the uh, central. Um, you know, we're coming out like, hey, we, we're on rest. Our guys have been home chilling. I mean, you know, doing little things. But for the most part, our guys have been back in New York resting and not doing too much walking into this game where, hey, I, I don't know. I, I love it. I can't wait for it. Um, I'm so excited to, to just breathe it in and be in there. You know, watch, like I said, watching all those regular season games, I went to the most regular season games I've ever been to this year. I grew I think, up watching the postseason on TV. I'm ready to be in there for this. Is this your first postseason game? No, I, I've been to the wild card games, and the wild card okay. games give me anxiety. Which yeah, like, it's I, so tough. It's so tough. <laughs> I hate going. I'm, that's why I'm so glad. Like, we're, like I went to the last two, and I'm just like, yo, it sucks. And then the one we lost in 2015, where the Astros beat us, like that one sucked. Uh, I just, I, I hate that feeling you have of the angst of like, it's do or die. It's do or die, and then you die. Yeah, and I think when you look at the teams so a lot of their guys are younger um, especially when we talk about their bullpen they do have obviously they have Nelson Cruz and Snow and guys who have you know been in the league for a few years um, and but we have Didi we have DJ we have 
Giancarlo, we have Brett, we have Judge. Now, you've got Glaber, who is young, but, like, he's playing like a grown man. We have Gio, who seems to not give a shit about anything aside from hitting in the clutch and backhanding balls down the he line. He gets hurt, and he don't care. It, yeah. Just I watched like, this guy this week shake off a hit-by-pitch. His hand turned purple. He sprained his ankle. He just, this guy, is, that's why we call him Gio to God. He doesn't. He he he's not phased. He doesn't care about anything but being a, a walking god on that field. And I'm hoping that he. Hit, I mean, we've seen it all year, bro. But for Gio to hit that level again, where he's making ridiculous plays at third and hitting for power, like he loves baseball. Just he's going to turn it on. Making the most of an opportunity. I think we said it, you know, at the beginning of the year because really it was it was all the, the only hope we had was. If hopefully these guys see it as an opportunity and can you <laughs> yeah. know, try to make the most of it. Because, I mean, like we talk about some of the injuries. I mean, early May, it was like this is the worst time to start a podcast about the Yankees because yeah. we're so injured. How do we keep it positive? But I think, you know, and you've got Gary behind the plate who's a veteran. We have a lot of veterans on our pitching staff. Guardy. And I think that when you take out that element of a one game, anything can happen, and now – you know, we could go out there and we could lose game one, and I'll still feel confident in this team because I feel like the veteran experience is going to pay off that this isn't a one-hit like one hit sucker punch. This yeah. is a boxing match, and we're ready to go, you know, we're ready to go five rounds if we have to, and I think that we could either knock them out right away or we could pick them apart. I don't think they can pick us apart if this goes, you know, longer. Check me out, dude. Check me out, Yankee fans. You know, we don't lose series, and we don't lose series at home. I thought you were going to rap there for a second when you said yo, check me out. Yo, I thought you were yo, like, yo, I got 16 yo, bars off the check dome. Check me out. Yo, I know you hear me. We come through. We don't lose series. Hey, it's spooky. It's October. It's getting eerie. Ah, got that off. <laughs> oh, man. I'll be, your, I'll be your split star. But no, I'm serious, dude. We don't lose series, and we don't lose series in the Bronx. I think you had the numbers – Last week, like how many? Like we we were we were like, we're like 20, twenty zero and three in series in the Bronx this year. That makes me feel pretty good about this. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's not just beating up on the guys that we've beat up in the past. I think there may be a different approach to this. Um, obviously, from what we're hearing from Boone when it comes to putting together a starting rotation or uh, like I, rotation in quotes. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. At the same time, in, for Minnesota, we might see bullpen games for games three and four. So, uh, you know, on both ways, on both sides, it's going to be weird. I feel like even though their bullpen's been great in August, uh, September, now that we're getting into October, these rookies, it gets a little colder. You know, I don't know where these guys are from geographically. They probably haven't played in cold weather in a really long time. Those lights are bright. That stadium's rocking. Game two, section 205, section 206, all white for yeah. Bronx pinstripes. And we've got some surprises coming your way if you're coming to that game that people don't even know about. Yeah. That, like, that energy is going to be – this isn't – these aren't the games where you watch and you see the first two rows are empty because everyone's in legends getting drinks and eating. Yeah, nah. Everyone <laughs> nah. is Everyone's on their feet. Every pitch. Everyone is on their feet. You've got to look. You've got to stand on that mound as Jake Odorizzi and look down and see DJ LeMayhew at the plate. You've got to see Aaron Judges right behind there. You've got to see Lord Michaels right there with Jimmy Fallon. And, like, 
the celebrities yeah. are out. You <laughs> might look over a little bit and catch Jay-Z. It's a yeah. different atmosphere. Yeah, it's New York. It's market one. <laughs> Lights, camera, action for everybody and everyone involved in it, man. I, I love uh, that the time of Saturday's game is 5 o'clock because we're going to get the, like, Saturday day drinking that we get with the BP crew. I, I have a I have a brunch reservation for boozy brunch at eleven thirty <laughs> in the morning. All that in the chat. I'm like, yo, this dude is not playing. You're I have going to, like endless drinks or bottomless. I have, I have <laughs> bottomless brunch reservation for eleven thirty, where the brunch cocktail that they push is margaritas. Oh, I'm going to be I'm coming in wave. on tequila. <laughs> I know it well, bro. And it's like we're all going to be day drinking drunk by the time the sun goes down. And then it's just going to be a madhouse. And I know, man, it, like we win game one and then we win game two. Like it's, it's, it's going to be a party of the year. And then we're going to keep having parties of the year. So, you know, I'm positive. I'm optimistic. Um, I seen I've seen this episode before. It's been a while, but we know what can go down. So let's, let's see get, it, man. Let's get some predictions. Um, do you think we'll use an opener? Uh, I don't know. I think right now we're throwing, like you said, we're throwing stuff out for the media, or whatever. Uh, we saw Tanaka last week, and I know you can't judge last week. I think if we use an opener, it's Chad Tanaka, just because of you know Tanaka going through the order. Um, just letting Chad take that first crack or whatever. Um, but, like, I'm fine with Seve rolling out there, obviously, to start. Paxton to start. We'll see what happens. If there's an opener, it's, it's Chad to Tanaka. Yeah, I, I, so, I mean, I said this for months. Like, for months when we had a big lead, I was like, I think in September we should experiment with this. Yeah. Because I thought it for Hap specifically. But I, I feel like they waited too long. So, like, now we have this bad, very small sample size that isn't a real sample size to go off of. I'm partial to the idea, like, I don't want Tanaka. I, I don't want to do it for Tanaka. If Boone decides to do it for Tanaka, I support it. I'm never going to second-guess him because I'm trying to win a World Series, and you don't do it by second-guessing your manager. I think it's, you know, obviously it's, it's a different warm-up, and especially when you're saying, you know, it, it's different for guys like CeCe and Hap who are just going to be pitching out of the bullpen. It's an yeah. adjustment. But they're going in there and trying to get one, maybe two innings out of, uh, like, a Hap. But for Tanaka, we're still handing him the ball in the second inning and saying, go get us five or six innings. And I think he has earned the ability the right to go out there and try to get us that, you know, seven inning, no run, yeah. you know, start that we've seen him do really as like as the summer got hotter and it got later into the season and we're dealing with more injuries and Domingo needs to, to skip a start. And, you yeah. know, he went out there and said, hey, I'm going to go do this. Uh, I think we should still keep it going. Um, if it we were, I don't it think we use an on... opener in this series. Yeah, I think it depends on what the series is. If we go to Minnesota 2-0 and and we get to Game 3, then maybe they're like, all right, do the Chad Tanaka thing. Um, if we go to – if we go to um, – my phone just rang my bad. No <laughs> if we go no to uh, – What's that, Caribbean drums? No, that's an iPhone, dude, and an iPhone ah. is connected to my MacBook, so whatever. Ah. Um, 
unpopular now. It's it sounded like those Caribbean drums, like the no, hollowed it's just out. Just a regular dum 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 dum. I'm like, yo, who's calling me? Um, but either way, what I'm saying is, it depends. If if it's two o Yankees, if it's one one, if we're down o two, which I doubt. Like it, it depends on how we'll approach the opener situation for Game Three with Tanaka. But I don't think Paxton or Severino that that's gonna change. They're gonna they're gonna start. And we'll see how long they go. If we use an opener, it depends on the situation we're in in the series and how they feel about Tanaka going out there. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I'd rather personally, I'd rather Tanaka just start the game and maybe we use an opener in uh, in a future round, provided we're there. Uh, when you know, so we're talking about Paxton. Paxton leaves after the first inning of his start this weekend, and uh, he's he's got a tight butt cheek. Just <laughs> listen. I like tight. Listen, I, I as a I could tell you this honestly as a man, I love a tight butt, but not at the end of the first inning. Nah, <laughs> like, I'm, and the thing is, we didn't know that his ass was tight. It was at, so quiet. Like, they were it, so quiet. He like, was dead. It, we didn't know for innings, and I'm like, oh shit, like what's going on? And then Yankees Twitter, obviously, you can't you you know a butt joke on Yankees Twitter is gonna. Get, like if they just searched how many Yankees tweets had ass or butt or cheek in it, it probably got a million impressions. Um, the thing about that is just like I was relieved. I said this on Twitter. I was relieved because it's his, you know, his ass is tight, and he, you know, it goes back to our trainers. I was able to, you know, grab a little soundbite from our last episode where I was saying they need to do yoga because these guys aren't limber, they aren't stretched right, and a lot of these soft muscle, soft tissue injuries, like. Oh, you know, he, his ass is tight. Like, it's not panic time for us, but it goes back to our trainers, our medical staff. Like, what are y'all doing? So for me, the biggest thing and everyone's biggest thing is that Paxton was, you know, supposed to get his start and pitch however many innings, and he only pitched one inning. So hopefully, you know, we're all superstitious, and these baseball players are creatures of habit and superstitious as well. He didn't get his work in. He didn't get his schedule, s- scheduled start. Um, you know, hopefully that doesn't carry over into, you know, this series where, you know, he doesn't look right. Yeah. I mean, the hope is that, you know, this is Tuesday. So on Tuesday, he was able to throw a side session and, you know, get that work in. But I'm encouraged with the way they were like, listen, it was precautionary. And that's what we all want to hear. I mean, if we've complained throughout the season yeah. at times when, you know, someone has come up with, you know, we had it with Edwin. We've had it with, uh, with Gary before, where it's like, oh, well, something was bothering me for a couple innings, and then we decided to like, look at it after the game. I'll be back in three weeks. So they did exactly what we wanted. I don't know how you loosen up a, well, I don't know how you loosen up a guy's butt cheek to pitch. <laughs> I, know, I know how to loosen up butts. <laughs> Sex. So, um, so like, I'm happy with how they handled it. They say he's going to be fine. I refuse to believe that one tight butt cheek, not two tight butt cheeks, but one tight butt cheek is going to cost the Yankees their season. So I'm still fine with rolling Paxton out there for game one. Yeah, so am I. And this is why we got big game Maple James. Like, this is what this guy was signed for. Now we're at the postseason. He, what, won 10 starts in a row before that? Like, yeah, go get 11. You know, this is what you're here for. And... I said this on the podcast, I think, last week when I went to L.A. And he went to L.A. a day early. He was there Thursday getting ready for that Friday night opening game World Series preview. He showed up, and he looked great. 
And every inning we got out of, I'm looking around Dodger Stadium like, I am surprised. Paxton, show up. Friday night, show up. It's got nothing to do with your left ass. Show up, throw the ball, and we'll be all right. Let's clap them cheeks. Um, <laughs> other, other injuries. Um, Edwin Encarnacion has not played in a baseball game in a few weeks. Um, but he says he's fine. And there was talk about getting him in games this weekend. Decided not to. Why risk it? Because um, he could go out there and he could get injured at any point in time. But I'll still take him over the other options. Uh, I feel confident with him coming in, only having H, go out there, get us five daddy hacks at the yeah. plate, and, and just be ready to go and just suck it up because it's the end. We're closing in on the end of your career. Um, yep. So Edwin I, knows. You know, go out there and do it. I, I have full confidence in the way they've handled that to not start him. I know some people were saying, like, well, he, you know, he didn't start this weekend. Should we be concerned? I don't think so. I think they just said, listen, we lost a guy to a butt cheek. We've got an- guys rolling ankles. Let's just, just get out alive. Yeah. Not even try and play around home. with that. Listen, the thing about Edwin is, right, we didn't get Harper. We didn't get Machado. We didn't get Pat Corbin. We didn't get Dallas Keuchel. But we did get Edwin. Nobody was talking about the Yankees getting Edwin. That's our big acquisition that we did get. And the parrot's got to come out of the cage. It's been some time. You think Edwin doesn't want that walk the parrot moment in Yankee Stadium in the postseason? He's got to be dreaming about it. And for his career, he's got to be ready to walk the parrot. So I, I know that, you know, that guy is we, – we watched him for the Blue Jays. We watched him play against us. Um, he's he's going to be ready. I have no doubts that he's going he's gonna to at least hit a couple bombs when we need him to because, like, his approach and the way he is at the plate – He's just he's he's a literal savage. You talk about savages in the box. That guy is a savage in the box, whether, you know, he's on the Yankees or any other team. He's always been a savage in the box and he's going to give us a postseason moment or two or three or maybe four, five, six. I think another thing about him is he sees pitches like he's a veteran at the plate. And when we're talking about these young rookie relievers, like as it gets later in the game, I mean, these a reliever only has what, like 20 pitches in them, depending mm-hmm. on like what the pitcher is. Go out there and take 10 of them and you're at bat. So then the next guy takes another 7 or 10. And then next thing you know, whether you guys got on base, now this, his 22nd pitch is coming to a guy who's ready to crush it. So I think Edwin adds a lot to this lineup. Um, and, you know, and really just flexibility in terms of, uh, you know, he can play. If, if we really need him to play first base, he could. But I, I, just, I don't think we're going to see that. DH. Uh, last injury. Geo, I mean, we touched on it, says it's nothing, kind of even laughed it off after the game when they, when they were asking him. I think you give a guy a week to rest a rolled ankle, yeah, he's fine. Ice bucket, you know, they do some stem uh, treatment, and he just stays off of it, you know. Like, the way I, I said, I can't believe this guy. He shook off the hit by pitch. His hand was turning purple. He played the next, like, he, he, he rolled his ankle, hopped around, like, played, like, this guy, the thing about Gio is he knows that this year is his time. Where It's all like, he's got. I mean, he exactly. would have been out of baseball. Like, if, he he, may, if we called him up and he hit never one time, he's done. His if career's over. One shot, one moment, like that Eminem shit. Like, if, like literally sees everything you ever want. Like, Gio knows. You know, Gio's palms are sweaty. Like, he's, he's trying to stay in the game. He's trying to play, and he's trying to forever solidify himself, maybe with the Yankees, but just in his career and in Major League Baseball, period. 
Yeah, I mean, because he's put himself in a position where, like, teams are teams are going to call the Yankees looking to trade for him, and then those yeah. teams may want to sign him to an extension. I, I, personally, I think I'd rather keep him and uh, package and Duhar up for something. Same. But you know, it's a, a rebirth of a career. Uh, I think we're all happy for him. And yeah, throw an entire roll of tape on my ankle because, like you said about Edwin wanting to walk the parrot. You know, Geo's in, the, Geo's in a similar boat. I mean, I think anyone who's ever touched a baseball bat in their life has thought about rounding the bases in Yankee Stadium yeah. in a playoff game. It's cold. It's dark. The lights are flashing. I mean, it's the opportunity of a lifetime. He's made the most of it. So, like, nothing but respect for him. Uh, and just the way he's sucking it up. I mean, every injury, he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Cause, and, and he knows, man, this whole replace for 28 thing, he's like, I, there's nobody left. I can't drop. Like, there's nobody left. Plus, if he were to say, like, oh, well, I can't, but I can come back for the next round, DJ LeMayhew's your starting third baseman. You exactly. Know, like, you're not getting yeah. that back. Yo, how great is it having DJ? He knows, yo, we could just bump DJ to third, and then you're out of a spot, bro. So, you know, if you can go, make sure you can go. So I don't necessarily care about the order of the lineup, uh, but – who are who are your starters? You know, who, what's your starting field look like? I mean, I, I would imagine Stanton Gardner judging the outfield. Of course, and I yeah. I mean Yankees Twitter. Shout out to y'all again. I've seen this for at least the last month or two because people were you know talking about oh Didi should sit. No, Didi doesn't sit. People are saying oh well you put you put DJ at second. You put no. People are saying uh, DJ's a Gold Glove second. No, it's platinum D- glove. Or platinum gloves second. No, I don't care if you think that's his true position or whatever. It's DJ at first, Glaber at second, Didi at short, Geo at third. Obviously, Gary's catching, and then it's Stanton, Gardner, Judge in the outfield. I don't, I don't, I mean, didn't, I think that's pretty much what we rolled out yeah. in Texas. Yeah, and I think so. Or no, the, Stanton was DHing. Yeah. So the, the case is there to say, like, listen, the best second baseman on the New York Yankees is DJ LeMahieu, and the best shortstop on the New York Yankees is Glaber Torres. I could admit that. But if you were to shift them, Didi Gregorius offers more at shortstop than Luke Voigt or Mike Ford offer at first base right now. Um, I think from a, you know, whether it's real or not, a little bit of a clutch gene that we've seen from Didi in the playoffs. I mean, the guy tore his elbow last year, and we didn't hear about it till after the season because he was – He's in the playoffs. He's ready yeah. to go. Uh, so you hope that that's there. He hits and, grand slams. Yeah. Like this guy hits grand slams. So I have the same, the same starting lineup. Now, there is a question of, you know, how many pitchers do we carry? Do we carry 12? Do we carry 13? I would say you carry more pitchers just because our pitching can be shaky at times. Or yeah, right. it's, you it's don't want to. technically you, a weakness. Yeah, and you don't. Next thing you know, you end up in a 13-inning game or something. And it's like, shit, what does tomorrow look like? So if you have to pick one, Luke Voigt or Mike Ford, even though I definitely know the answer based on the state <laughs> you're sitting in and you're from, who do you go with? Uh, obviously, I'm Mike Ford. And it's been the hottest topic this week because people are now starting to dig and look at the numbers. And then, you know, everything that's coming out, people are saying, hey, man, like Luke might still be hurt. I saw somewhere that he's like one for 32, his last 32. Yeah. Um, Mike Ford now, that's a left-handed bat. They're pretty much a push at 
first defensively. So that left-handed bat, we kind of need it there, especially if like I don't know, Didi Gardner, like we we might we might need it. So I don't, it's just tough. I don't. I mean, the thing about Mike Ford is that he came out of nowhere. This guy hit a pinch hit walk-off home run. He's a great story. He's a better story than Luke Voigt because he's from New Jersey. Um, and Yankee fans are from New Jersey. Well, obviously New York, but a lot of us are from New Jersey. I am taking Mike Ford. I don't care about the larger sample size of Luke Voigt. It's about now. It is about right now. And Mike Ford is the type of guy that every time he gets to bat or walks in, he looks like he doesn't care. He, he might as well be playing at Princeton right now. It's like there's no one in the stands. This guy shows up whenever we need him. He can be cold sitting on the bench. Hey, go up there and hit. And he gets it in. And I, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I, I was telling people, just consider it. Just consider it because you can't tell me that Luke Voigt is head and shoulders above the guy. At this point, you know, Luke – might still be hurt, and he struggled. Mike Ford is a guy that I think we'd be, I don't know, we'd be wise to put on this roster. So I originally disagreed. Um, I've said for weeks Mike Ford will not be on this roster because I think when you look at, like, kind of the rankings, like he's the fourth first baseman on this team. Based on the way Luke Voigt's played, based on Edwin being back, and DJ LeMahieu being the MVP of the league, I think that we're not looking at a first baseman here. We're looking at a pinch hitter. Right. I, I want to roll out that same lineup every game. There's no, I, I, like, maybe Cameron Mabin has to pinch hit it sometime or, you know, or something. But, like, I don't want to see him getting any starts. I don't want to see Tyler Wade, obviously, getting any starts. He's there to run. But right. when you start to think about pinch hitting, Mike Ford is one of the best pinch hitters in baseball this year. So... That's really what we're thinking about. If it came into like late in the game, someone got injured, we know he can more than hold his own defensively. So I, t- I agree with you. Um, I think it's unfortunate for Luke Voigt. It does. Now you head into, let, you know, regardless of how we finish the season, you do head into spring training with like what happens with Luke Voigt. Oh, shit. Did someone dig up Greg Bird? Like He's it's healthy. a lot of first basemen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of first basemen. Um, and then you still have to re-sign Didi at some point. Like, if, let's say, talks fall apart with Didi, now you're just shifting guys over. We've got a short side. We've got a second baseman. First base becomes more important. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. But for right now, yeah, I would go Mike Ford, especially over the, you know, his last 30 games. He's batting uh, 353. And although we do have, you know, four days off here, I mean, you got to play the hot hand right now. Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, we'll see. But I think it's it's pretty much when you look at everything like we just talked about and everyone's talked about online, Mike Ford gets the nod. It sucks for, for Luke Voigt. He was a fan favorite. This guy started off the year hot, but he started I don't off think the first anyone, year. Like, I don't think anyone was cheering against him. Like, I don't think anyone wanted Greg Bird to be the starter on opening day. Like, he has had, you know, everyone's had his back all yeah. along. And it's just, you know, the injuries happen. Uh, he's probably still injured. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate for him, but we got to truck on. Um, so let's talk. Let's get some more predictions going. I've got the Yankees winning this series in four games. I have us going up. Uh, I have us. I think we end up winning two at home, losing game three on the road, then clinching in game four. That's my prediction. What do you have for this series? 
uh, I'm gonna go five, just because. Not I, don't because I don't know that. I don't know that my heart can handle that. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I think. I mean, this is just what I like. My heart can't handle any of this, but I think it goes five, just for the dramatics, just for the television ratings. Um, just for all the haters that want to see the Yankees get eliminated, and no, the Yankees advance in five, and we get that extra home game. That's basically showing you that, hey, the home field advantage works, right? So if we, I think we win two in the Bronx, and then I think we could go, go out there to the you know, Minnesota target field and lose two and then come back to the Bronx, and it's like put your foot down, end this, Yankees win in, in advance. If that happens, I'm going to game five, and I'm wearing my ski goggles. And yeah, game five champagne. would be on... Tuesday? No. No. Wednesday. Game five would be Wednesday. I'm not sure. I haven't even I haven't looked that far. Off day Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It would be Thursday. It'd be next Thursday. Oh, that's fine. That'd be a dope Thursday to go to. <laughs> um Okay, so tonight is the NL wild card game, so this will come out after it. Uh who do you have winning between the Brewers and the Nationals? I'm taking the Nats just because I love Christian Yelich. He came to the fan cave when he was with the Marlins. He was cool, like, like, lit- like literally one of the coolest dudes you would not know if he wasn't wearing a Marlins jersey that he was a beast. And he wasn't that much of a beast five years ago. He, like, morphed into this beast over, over time. I do not want to see the Brewers get into a series without their franchise player, the best player in the National League. Like, I just... It's just like something. It's something like cheap about it. Like I, it just doesn't seem fair. And I know it's a great story. Ryan Braun's trying to carry him. The guys are banding together. But I think the Nats get it done. I don't want to see the Brewers in a in a series without Yelich. So I'm the opposite. Uh, I want. I'd rather see the Brewers because I feel like the Nats for so long, and now obviously they lost Bryce Harper, but they never. They keep making the playoffs. They never win a series, and they spend. They're like they're competitive when it comes to free agency and trading and all these things. And I don't want them to advance and then start to get some confidence because they could be a problem this year and years to come where I'd rather see them lose in a wild card game. And then there's talk of like, ah, maybe do we rebuild Break and, that team up? Yeah. And, and then we've got prospects that can maybe pick up some of the, some of the stuff. Um, so I think we both have, regardless of who wins that, uh, we both have the Dodgers beating them. Yeah. I mean, I just think the Dodgers are – the better team, I think they're going to steamroll whoever they play in games that no one really sees because they'll all be at 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Um, the other side of the National League, Cardinals-Braves, uh, I think we both have the Braves advancing there as well. I have the Braves. Uh, I know they said, uh, you know, like Acuna and, and Freeman might be, like, hurt, but I, I feel like this time of year, like, nobody is hurt. Like, if you're good to go, you're going out there and playing. And um, the Braves, I actually was at, SunTrust Park a year ago today and took a tour and got to like see the inside of that place and I love that stadium I think they have the best new stadium in baseball I think that every new park should be modeled after that or at least take some notes from that because they killed it with that place so I would like to see the Braves um, you know take a a, a step this year and in the right direction um, and win that first series so I agree. I, um, I just think they're a more exciting team. Like, the Cardinals are yeah. just kind of boring. Like, I don't really even know who's on the team. I haven't really paid attention to them. Uh, the Braves are a young, exciting team. I think they can give the Dodgers uh, just get, you know, I think they're, they're kind of, they have a bit of, like, young and dumb to some of their players that it's like, go out there and give the Dodgers a hard time, uh, you know, before they beat you in advance to the World Series. On the American League side of things, 
We've got uh, Tampa and Oakland playing Wednesday night. Who do you got there? I want to see no other AL East team in this but us. I, I also think that Oakland um, is a better matchup for the Astros. I'm taking the Oakland A's to beat the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, I'm hoping, I, I'm in the same boat, I'm hoping that Oakland wins, and it's not so much because I'm worried or even want to see you know bad things for the Rays because I really uh, don't care about them even though they have been a good team this year. I think Oakland is a tougher matchup for Houston. Uh, they've won, I think it was like they won like six of the last eight head-to-head games against Houston. I think everyone has, aside from Yankee fans and maybe a couple Dodger fans that you know still care all these years later, um, the, everyone has just crowned Houston the champion yeah, because they think that's day. what's going to slay Everywhere. the Yankees. So I think that one... Oakland, I think Oakland can beat. So skipping to the next round, you think Houston beats the A's. I think the A's can beat Houston. And part of it's wishful thinking because that would put us in a position to have more home games on weekends, and that's really what I'm looking for. I think the A's can beat them. I don't want the A's to beat them because I want Houston. They handed Houston the rings at the trade deadline. They said that we were done at the trade deadline. So now fast forward, right? And I said back in you know July, I said, yo, they don't give out the trophy at the deadline. They don't hand out the rings at the deadline. Like, I want that ALCS with us versus them, and I want their starting pitchers of Granky, Cole, Verlander to show me. Show me that you're as great as you are. Show up. Um, I want that matchup. So, but don't get me wrong. I, I, <laughs> I was paying attention. I think the Oakland A's will give them a run for their money, but I don't want to be in the ALCS against the A's. i much rather match up against the Houston Astros and, and, you know, kind of give them one. That's kind of the fear is, like, who would, you, who would you rather face? Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, or a 500 guys with drums in the outfield? Right. Yeah, I just it's rather leave one. no doubts, dude. I just rather leave no doubts. I want us to win this, and everyone has to kiss our ass, and everyone has to give us our respect. I don't want anyone on Astros Twitter to be like, oh, well, we lost in, you know, whatever. If we would have did this, like, nah, no excuses. Like, I want us to beat the best so that we can be the best. I could see that. I personally don't care who we beat as long as we win because <laughs> you know what they call the person who graduates last of their class from medical school? Doctor. Doesn't matter yeah. how you get there. Still get the title. Get me to the parade. Uh, and then I think we both, uh, so, you know, we have what kind of the world has, which is a Yankees Dodgers World Series, which is what baseball wants. Yeah, um, so who knows? Maybe the fix will be in to get us there. Like, I'll take it any way that I can get it to get mm-hmm. there. Um, maybe someone, you know, if, if it's anyone besides the Dodgers that the Yankees were facing the World Series, I'll probably pop champagne before the first pitch. Oh, yeah, because the NL is trash. And like, if it's us, I, I thought for a little bit, maybe it's like old times and it's Yankees versus Braves and we fire it up again for a new generation. But I just, I don't, I don't see that. I see the Dodgers with, like, they do this every year. Their fans do this every year. The NL, like, they own the NL, and it's pretty much the same guys, the same team. Um, I think they get there, and then when we get there to match them, even with having home field, we saw what happened at the end of August in the Players Weekend Series. Yeah. So we both have the Yankees winning the World Series, which is what everyone who is listening to this podcast, if, if you know someone who's not listening to this podcast, tell them to listen to this podcast. 
If you see someone who's doubting the Yankees for a second, we're going to clip that rant from the beginning. We're going to tweet it. You see someone on Twitter saying something negative, second-guessing the Yankees. What you do is you take that tweet and you tweet it right at them. Just reply to their negative tweet with it because there's no room for it. There is, I can't stress this enough, there's no infighting, there's no negativity. We are an entire city minus Queens and Long Island because they are, you know, they're Met fans and Long Island is really just Jersey on the other side. Um, We just need to focus on showing up to that stadium, getting drunk, getting loud, and just supporting the shit out of this team. There's no leaving early if we're down. There's no leaving early if we're up. No, you sit there. No leaving. You watch 27 outs. Get there early because the lines are going to be. The lines for the bars will be around the block. The line again in the stadium will be forever. Get there early. Be there for first pitch. If it's your first time going to a playoff game, it's exciting. The energy, yeah. your nipples are going to get hard just thinking about it. Also, I don't want to look too far ahead, but if you'd like to go to the ALCS, Go follow at Bronx Pinstripes on Twitter. Look in our tweets. We have tickets to the first two home games that we're selling. You get for $250 before the ALCS even is set. You're able to buy a t- tickets to this game. You get a beanie because it's going to be cold. You get a winter hat. We're not doing T-shirts because you'll have a jacket o- over it. So you're going to get a Savage's beanie. Uh, you're also going to get a ticket to a game for next year. We're packaging a game next year already. $250. Some people go, that's a lot of money. If you think it's a lot of money, don't buy it because everyone else is going to. A lot of people saw when we had tickets for the ALDS and said, oh, like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to see. I'll just wait. I'll see. I'll get them on my own. If not, I'll come to you guys. Sold out in a day. You're not going to be able to get it. The DMs keep coming in. People are posting on Facebook. Oh, you guys have any more tickets? No, we don't have more tickets. It's a playoffs. (laughs) It's the playoffs on a Saturday at 5.07 no. in the Bronx. I've got an 11.30 brunch reservation. Mojito, 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 <laughs> win. Yeah. Keith. Um, <laughs> no, there are no more tickets left. And um, there, there, there is no more time for negative people. I'm going to tell you, if you're a Yankee fan, I don't care if it's your mom, cut that negativity out. If your mom says she's a Yankee fan and she says, well, I don't know about the Yankees. Ch- save it, mom. If Put her in a home. Someone, Put her right you, in a home. Like, if you follow someone that keeps popping up on your t- timeline with that pessimistic shit, with that, oh, I don't know, you know, well, uh, Garrett Cole, really, unfollow them, mute them, block them, do what you have to do because you don't need it in your life. Call this the can police. be the best month of your life if you lock in, if you focus, if you are with us and you're all the way in, right? We got to separate the weak, separate the, the, the fake fans, right? This is not the time for the... Fair weather or fake fans, because as soon as things get rocky, those people are going to be the loudest. Dead it. We we don't got any time for it, man. And and I'm I'm just so ready for it. It's uh it's been the best season of my life, and I plan on being there as much as I can for this. And even if I don't physically get to the stadium, watching the games on TV are are better. Like you guys know what it is, man. You know what time it is. Let me ask you something. Do you have any um, concern? That we don't have like a song, like we had in two thousand nine. We had uh, Empire State of Mind. Yeah. Like there's uh, not, and I feel like in the like two thousands and nineties, like there was always like a song, and we don't have a song. That's one thing that concerns me. The I other feel thing, like, 
I feel like we're past the song. Like that, like the song was like goes back to like maybe like ring to- ringtone times. I think we have enough like like sayings and monikers from like the savages to the next man up, the replace for twenty eight, and like everyone like like believing in these guys in that kind of way. Like they were looking for a rallying cry in the beginning of the year, and I remember they they said they they didn't want to throw out like some of the suggestions that came out of the clubhouse. It organically happened. The savages in the box, next man up backups, replacements, replace for 28, like that is what is going to carry us. If we don't have a song, it's all good. Um, I don't I, think we necessarily need one. I have another idea that will definitely put us over the edge, and I've saved this till the end because it might be controversial. We need a sick kid. I'm not saying we make a kid sick, but there's a lot of sick kids out there. The St. Louis Blues were, were in last place, and then they had Layla. I think her name's Layla. I don't know what she has. But, like, it's a life-threatening disease. And they win the Stanley Cup. There All are these definitely teams. a bunch of sick kids in New York City hospitals that are Yankee fans. We need – the Yankees need to pick one. Again, I'm not saying make a kid sick, but find an already sick kid. And the Yankees need to, like, adopt them, have them there, give them fist pounds, you know, behind the, uh, you know, behind the batting cage before the game. Have them with, you know, where they can get a ball rolled to them over the top of the dugout. That's I think we need if the Yankees something like a little more emotion in this, like yeah. something that makes these guys like fight a little bit harder. I can see that. I just don't want to like find like the, you know, like St. Jude's Hospital kid. And then this kid goes viral and it just like, oh, all of a sudden, like if tomorrow it pops up like, oh, uh, this kid is a huge Yankees fan. And his one wish is for the Yankees to win a World Series. And that becomes a new. Then it's over. <laughs> then we've won the World Series. Thank you. We're on the same page here again. We're not going to make a kid sick, but there are plenty of kids that are already sick just sitting in hospital beds. Get them up there. Get them an Uber. We're not going to make them take the train. They're very sick. Get them up to the stadium, and it's a wrap. Yeah, don't make them listen to Joe Buck. They got to actually come to the game. Don't make them watch MLB Network broadcasts. That's another thing with this postseason. I don't know how many of you know this. You should all know this. Like yeah, what is, can you actually explain this? Because I have no idea what is going on. Like, people keep complaining, but, like, it's, is it MLB it's Network? Just it's like, just on, no, no, it's on it's cable. MLB. It's, it's MLB just not being smart about things. How are you going to put the Yankees on MLB Network? It's all, it's all money and TV deals, right? So what, what's going to happen is the game is only going to be on MLB Network, but we're in fucking 2019. Excuse me. Sorry for cursing again, but it's just so ridiculous. It's we're in 2019. fine. We can curse. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Scott's not listening this We're in late. 2019, bro, where people stream. Like, I have Apple TV. I have Fubo TV. I stream. MLB, when I worked at Fubo TV, MLB Network didn't make a deal with Fubo TV. It was too much money. And so now what's going to happen is there's going to be this free preview, and it's all about money. It's about MLB trying to sell MLB Network with October, their, the best part of their product. And some people that are like, that don't have it, or people that have, um, you know, basic cable, or people that are still here, with, like with the boxes, or whatever, don't don't pay for that extra sports package that has MLB Network. Like, you can do that. I don't know. It's just stupid, man. It, they're they're making it way too hard Friday night for people to find the Yankees. It should be on Picks Eleven, or, or well, not Picks because Picks sucks. But like, you know what I'm saying? It should be on Fox Sports One, or it should be on Fox. It's on MLB Network because MLB Network is using it to like sell their network. But do people have? So you can have, like, Fox Sports 1 and not MLB Network? Yeah, you definitely are going to have Fox Sports 1 but not MLB Network. And like I said, even I know this from my experience at Fubo. When we were trying to acquire channels for the Fubo app, 
we we did a song and dance with MLB Network. I even got a free um, calendar out of it for 2017. But at the end, well, of then the how talks, are you going to complain now? You got that calendar. I'm kidding. Yeah, but <laughs> I got the calendar, but like we, like I have Fubo streaming Yes Network on my TV right now. There is no MLB Network on there because MLB Network is like a premium channel. They sell it as like an add-on. They sell it as like something you have to pay more for. But they're they're saying, hey, well now you get a free preview this week. But like everyone doesn't have cable. Everyone doesn't have Optimum or Xfinity or whatever. A lot of people stream. So if you don't have, I mean, I guess do a free like Hulu, PlayStation View, um, Fubo doesn't have it, but I think Hulu and PlayStation View have it where if you do a free trial, you can stream it. But like you shouldn't have to go to that length to watch the Yankees game one. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think for a sport that is struggling to bring in new people adding an obstacle at this point in the game not smart not smart at all if anything yeah i would have given it give it for the whole fucking playoffs the whole october it's but like it's mlb thinking right okay this is how we're gonna get people to want to pay for mlb network and to like you know for these carriers these cable providers to carry like there's gonna be such a demand for it once game one of the yankee series comes but no it's just turning people off People are trying to figure out now what bar to go to or or what to do because they don't have MLB Network. This game should be on Fox. Like, as simple as that. Yeah, people are going to find it on Reddit and stuff. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand what was going on. Like, a lot of people were complaining about ML, MLB Network, and I have no idea. I'm one of those people I have no idea what What, what do you, you have cable? You have a, well, you're, you're in Philly, too. You, yeah, so I have you Fios. Have, I have Fios. You, so you have cable in your house. Everyone's you, trying to cut the cord. I'm trying to add more channels. I'm so <laughs> uncut the cord, and it's only because, like, so you said you have, what do you have? You have FUBU and Apple TV? So I have an Apple TV, and then I have the FUBO TV app that I stream Yes Network, NFL Network, Red Zone, um, also NBC, also Fox, like regular channels. It's basically, it's a cord-cutting, like, cable replacement but yeah. it doesn't have all the channels that cable has. Like, it doesn't have MLB Network because MLB Network didn't do the deal with us when I was there. And fast forward to now, they still haven't done the deal with us, so it's not on here. Like, if I if Friday, I couldn't watch, I couldn't watch this in my at house home. on what at home. No, I would have to get a Reddit stream and do that whole song and dance and hope that like I'm not clicking on on ads and pornography and viruses. Do and not want to click on pornography. God forbid your eyes see it. No, I don't do that. Yeah, no, good for you. (laughs) That's not not my thing, man. I haven't watched porn in years. Not going to start now trying to watch the Yankees, and I accidentally land on some anime porn. Like, no. Anime, wow. What a stretch to go to anime. Wow. Because that's the type of stuff that you run into on Reddit streams. I know. I know know that. Not if you go Um, to the Gone Wild Reddit. Then it's a lot of amateurs or, or Gone Wild couples. But, you know, that's a different conversation. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Um. Yeah, no, so really, I haven't even looked at cutting the cord because uh, I just don't trust my ability to learn. And just, like, figuring out that I have what I have, there'll be one time for, like, one thing that I want to watch, and I'll be, like, like, I'll be at a doctor's office, and they'll have, like, one of those channels on where it's just people flipping homes all day. And I've done it where I'm like, all right, I got to get home before this ends. I got to see how this ends. And I'll come home and be like, I don't have that channel because of, you know, like I cut the cord. DIY network. Yeah, yeah, and I'll just, I'll lose my mind. I'll lose my mind. I'll be like, I work too hard for this. It'll get, like, really white privilege, like, very yeah. quickly. It'll be bad. Um, so, 
We've, you got the Yankees at five. I got them in four. We will both be there Friday. We will be there Saturday. Uh, I'm going to be at Billy's before both games uh, on Saturday, if you're coming. Uh, we're going to have the whole Bronx Pinstripes crew out there. We've got 500 people. We can't promise. We don't have, like, a set meetup like we would do at the dugout or Billy's. We are going to Billy's, but we can't get you skipping the line or anything like that. If there's a line, Show you got to wait. Early. Yeah, we'll be Show there. I would imagine we'll probably try to be upstairs. Uh, th- that's what we tend to do. But, Keith, you got anything else as we get ready to go to fucking war? Uh, let me try and kick my rap now that I have more time to think of more raps. Yo, yo, hear me. The Yankees don't lose series. If you see me in Billy's, all you got to do is beer me. It's 2019, but 2020, we see things clearly. Hey. Well, and there you have it, folks. (laughs) I mean, what else is there to say? You follow him on Twitter, at Keith McPherson. Follow him on Instagram, at Keith underscore McPherson. Follow at George's Box Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, especially these next couple days, sight sounds around the stadium. Uh, Me and Keith, a lot of times, will be in different places and not even talking to each other in the stadium and just both, like, doing stories so you get it from like a bunch of different points of view yeah that's dope um so you'll, you'll see really the sights sound of the stadium i'm excited man i mean i just to not have to worry tomorrow i'm probably not even gonna watch tomorrow uh i don't care about the AO wild card game just tell me who we've got to face right now we've got to face the twins so i am excited you're excited follow me on twitter at jj from the bronx follow me on instagram at jj from the bronx most importantly Tell your friends about this show. We are doing, at the end of every series, we'll have another episode because we don't need to be doing a show every episode. The Bronx, the Bronx Pinstripes podcast, Bronx Pinstripes show, they're going to be doing it. Scott, Andrew, they have you every game after the game. They'll be uh, putting out a podcast, so listen to that. We'll be doing the series. We'll be getting you excited. Think about them as the guys who are doing a lot of the, the blocking and tackling. And we, us, we are skill position players. We're just out here hyping you up, getting you excited, getting you ready to do it. Because guess what? In 11 fucking wins, we'll see you at the parade. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.